medalist at the Canadian Championships, and she's going to share with us all her rest of her accolades. Please welcome Serena, the She Warrior. How are you doing, Serena? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. It's like we were just saying, it's been so long since I've seen you. I think that the last time I actually saw you was at nationals, if I'm correct. It was, yeah. Because yeah, did you come to the Brampton Cup in 2020? No, I didn't. I took okay. a break from boxing in 2020. Yeah. So that is like why, like I have, I feel like it's been forever. I'm so happy to communicate with you again. And I'm really excited to get your story on here. I think that everybody's going to really appreciate it. So now that I've introduced you as our silver medalist for the Canadian championships, this is Serena present status. So who is Serena before walking into a boxing gym? Can you tell me and everybody else a little bit about yourself? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I'm from Sarnia, Ontario. Uh, my reserve is called Amdenong. Um, I was born and raised there. Uh, I lived on, I lived on the reserve up until high school and then kind of just been not on and off, but I still have family members that live there. And I've been living in Sarnia, like in town, uh, in my high school years and, yeah, I wouldn't say that I've had the best life, but I wouldn't say I've had the worst either. Um, and I don't, I wouldn't want to change anything in my life. I think everything I've gone through, the ups, the downs have all played a role in who I am and who I am today. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't change that, to be honest. That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for saying that. So, I mean, I've never had somebody of a native background come on to this podcast so you know this is like really great to have a female boxer from that cultural background and well the reserve so this was a reserve that was in Sarnia I'm assuming yeah it's just on the outskirts it's basically like 10-15 minutes from like the actual city the right town. yeah and you and you so you said that you lived there for most of your life yeah, up until high school. And then right. high school, I thought it would be better for me to go in town and be where my high school was because we don't have any schools on my reserve, right? Like, right. I've always had to catch bus, catch the bus, like 20 minute bus ride or plus to get to school. So yeah, very unique experience. And I'm sure a lot of people will appreciate that. And I guess like, so going into high school, you you moved into town? I that. did. Yeah. So my parents separated when I was nine. Um, and my dad, um, he had a house on the reserve and then my mom was in town. So I made the decision for myself to move in town to live with my mom, um, for school. And yeah, it was, it was an interesting time in my life. Uh, very, very challenging. Um, but I've taken a lot of lessons from that currently now at this age right so right. yeah now I think that you and I are the same age right 26 years of age this year 25 25 okay <laughs> close enough <laughs> yeah literally but I do turn 26 this year in October so okay great yes <laughs> so that kind of transition I can only imagine must have been extremely challenging for yourself as you're saying it was a little bit of a roller coaster if for, yeah. for lack of better words and you know, without going into 
too many details. Is there anything that you would want to tell a young woman that's maybe in the same situation right now, or maybe feels a little bit out of place? And any kind of advice that you would say to her? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, if I could go back to that Serena in that moment, and I'm going to be very transparent with you. And I've actually, I've never actually shared this. Um, but I think it'll put a lot of perspective on things and who I am and like the situation that I was in. Um, when I was 16, like my mom had taken care of my brother's children. And at that time we lived in like a really small apartment, like two bedroom apartment, so tiny. Um, I didn't have my own bedroom given that my sister lived with us as well. And my mom. So literally like my clothes were in a closet. Like that was, that's the way it was. And like, I just slept with my mom or I slept with my sister or I slept on the couch and I was okay with that. And I was in high school at the time. Um, so if I could tell that girl, that 16 year old girl myself, anything, it would just be that there are so many good things in store for you. If you're willing to work for them, if you're willing to put in the work, you know, if you're willing to stay positive and see that you know, you can change your life and you can create a better life for yourself. That's wonderful. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that here. I'm sure that somebody out there is really needing those words right now. So thank you. Yeah, no, no I problem. Guess like, I guess like, because, you know, everything that you were experiencing was really challenging. Do you think that boxing had an impact on you in your transitions? Oh my gosh. Honestly, if it wasn't for boxing, I don't know if I would be as strong and courageous as I am, honestly and truthfully. Like I, I like, <clears throat> I actually did wrestling when I was in grade nine and 10. Um, and that's kind of where I got like my discipline. I love my coach and he taught me a lot of good traits um, and just being strong and you know, the discipline and the motivation and very raw and real. But when I um, was 16 or 17, I had a really like my first love, my first breakup. And I was so sad and was like drinking with my friends all the time and, you know, just not really hanging out with good people. And my mom, my sister were going to boxing classes at Riverside, um, Riverside boxing, which was in Sarnia. And they were like, Serena, like you should, you should come, you should try it out and whatever. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I mean, like I had really nothing to lose at that point. I was like, just sad and depressed and just sulking in my own sadness. And I went and I remember the first class I had, like, I loved it. And the coach at the time was like, oh my God, he was like, you need to come back. You need to come back. And I was like, okay, I will. And ever since then, I just haven't looked back and boxing has always kind of been like in my life. And I'm so thankful for that. Like your clutch. Yeah. Yeah. It's really like the backbone to me, I think. Well, thank you. Cause I was going to ask you like to just walk us through that. And I'm really happy that you just went right in there. And that's actually really nice that you had the wrestling first. It's funny because I had um, Justine Hansinger yeah. here yeah. Uh, last week and her and I, I mean, 
because we've known each other for so long, we both knew that we had this wrestling background at the same time. I didn't know that you as well had that wrestling background. Yeah, I actually wrestled with Justine for a while too. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm the one that's out of the loop then. <laughs> I guess so. Okay. Because <laughs> I had um, in grade 10, so we would have been in grade 10 together. Um, I went to Sarnia for a tournament where I dislocated my hip in Sarnia. Oh, so I guess you guys just really didn't want me there. I guess not. <laughs> okay. your hip. It, it was a freak accident, to be honest. Oh, like there was a hole in the mat that was covered with tape. I don't know what happened. I guess they didn't inspect the mat. Girl took a shot, like a double for me. I sprawled, my foot went through the hole. Boom, my hip was out. Just a complete oh. freak accident. I still won. So I, so it's a great story. I still won, (laughs) but then, you know, like after that, I took a year off wrestling and then like my dad was like, okay, choose boxing or wrestling. You got to make that decision. And I was like, all right, all right, all right. So history, but yeah, so that's great that you and like Justine and myself, like we have that in common. Like, I didn't know that about you. She didn't tell me that either. I feel yeah. really out of the loop right now. Like I was, I was really not that serious about it. Honestly, like looking back at when I did it, like I still was going and like, I enjoyed it and I learned a lot from it, but like it's day and night from wrestling to boxing. Like yep. boxing is like no brainer, like no excuses. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm doing. This is what I want. This is what I'm good at. And I just like went for it. So it's a different game like- when somebody's throwing punches at your face. Yeah, uh, something about punching people in the face and something about just getting punched and being like, no. Yeah, and it's it's very right to the point. It is, (laughs) it is, and it's very challenging too. It is. So now that like, um, now that you told us about how you walked into the boxing gym and how it made you feel and that's why you stayed, how was the journey for you competing how did that make that reflection on you because you were going through a lot of stuff in those moments so how was getting ready for a fight like how were you juggling those feelings with those moments do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so my journey in boxing first started out um with a lot of heart I my coach was a lot older and he didn't really teach me technical boxing. So a lot of the times it was just like my pure heart and just my drive and just, you know, the work that I was putting in outside of the boxing, like running and whatever, right? Um, And I was like in high school when I first started, I was, you know, going to school and then after school, I'd go to boxing. And then after boxing, I would do homework. Sometimes I'd even wake up before school, go for runs. Um, When I had done well, it was awesome. I felt great. And when I lost, I was obviously like heartbroken and was just eager to get better so that I could kind of get back in the game, get back in the game and turn it into a positive. I never like sulked in it for too long. Thankfully, I know some people can take losses really, really, really hard, um, but I've always kind of remained positive and just kind of taken a lesson from it. 
And I also think that's probably from just my life too, right? Like has correlated together, just the inner strength and seeing the positive and things. And you're learning like how basically when you're getting ready to go into that ring, you're understanding that pressure and you know that life has already thrown so many obstacles in your way that you can get through this. Yeah. I love boxing. I love that. I love that it challenges you mentally more than it does physically. Yes. All the time. Yes. All the time. I can't tell you how many times I can't tell you how many times I got done training. And I remember this one time specifically, just getting punched in the kidney the first time and just like having to take a knee. I remember going home from training that night being like so upset. And I remember just telling myself, no, I'm going to get better. I'm going to get better. And it's just those moments that show whether or not you want to do this and challenge you and make you better. Perseverance. Yeah. Perseverance and resilience. Yeah, definitely. And a real true champion needs those qualities. Yeah. You definitely have a lot of heart, girl. (laughs) Yeah. I try to be as, you know, transparent as I can be and honest and uh, just be my true self, really. That's what I see from you. I mean, even when we first met, I knew that you were that kind of person because I knew like even at nationals, we were in the same weight division. And after I had my loss, like you coming over to me, that was, of course, I wasn't in an array in the moment, but like I recognized that you came over to me and you were like, hey, I hope you're okay. Like, you know, just to have that kind of outreach, even as competitors, that is a champion. And that is a winner because you're humble. You understand you're empathetic. It's not just like a me versus the world. It's like, this is a sport. We're all in this for a reason because you're in this for a reason. You understand that. And you understand that somebody else is in there for a reason. Yeah. And a lot of respect, you know, like whether your opponent or not, like it takes a lot of guts to get in there and it takes Mm -hmm. a lot of guts to just keep fighting, keep fighting, you know, like, like we just, what I just told you, right. Like me being upset because I had done so poorly. I can't tell you how many times I felt like that in training. Right. And it's like, I think of myself and I think of other fighters and I'm like, it takes so much to get to this point in, in nationals, right. Like it takes so much. So Uh, my heart was broken for you in that moment too, to be honest. I was like, that is really crappy. Right. And it's unfortunate, but you feel, you feel it in the moment and then you keep moving on just like you have. Exactly. Just like we all do right in boxing. It's such an unforgiving sport. The people who are at the top, the people who are consistently competing and they have a name in the community, it's because they've had those losses and they've said to themselves, I'm coming back. I got to go back because you have some people that are doing great. Some people that are like, yeah, I'm ready to try the competition game. And people start talking about them like this person, this person. And then the second that that moment does come in the ring and let's say it doesn't go their way. Or sometimes I've even seen some fighters that come to about and they can't even step into the ring. Yeah. And even like those kinds of moments, like you realize like, it's, it's so much. Some people can't even get there or they cannot cope with that loss. It takes a lot for one person to do that. A lot, a lot of, a lot of mental toughness and a lot of heart. Mm-hmm. 
especially for like yourself when you come from these cha this challenging background to not just like you're immersing yourself in something that is going to give you more challenges. So you're already dealing with your own stuff and then you're walking into something that you know is going to give you more challenges, but it's your mindset. Like these are the, these are the kinds of challenges that I'm willing to put in front of myself because these challenges are going to make me stronger for that. Yeah. And that, and that's it right there. If there's one thing I've learned, especially in this last year with this pandemic, pandemic and everything like that, like if you want, if you want to get better and you want to really make yourself who you need to be in this life, it's actually putting yourself in uncomfortable positions and challenges because that's what makes you a better person. That's what challenges you to grow. You have no choice but to grow, right? And I think that's amazing in itself. It's about embracing those feelings because mm -hmm. some people, when they feel that, like it's too much, like it's very uncomfortable and they don't want to be there. They want to get back to where they felt comfortable. Mm -hmm. And it's to think like, no, this is where I need to be. And I need to deal with that because that's where the growth happens. And that's amazing that you've been able to bring yourself from what I understand is that you're bringing yourself through this. I'm sure you have support. I'm sure you have really close people to you, but just the way that I'm hearing this is that you've built a lot of self-awareness in really hard situations. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely think that everything that I've, I've gone through has made me older than, than what I am. And I am grateful for that. Like I said, I wouldn't change it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just something I've realized especially over the last years, how beneficial it is to really make yourself uncomfortable. And even though you don't want to do something because you may fear it, or you may think you're not going to be able to do it or whatever, those self-doubts, you fight through them and you get to the other side and you look back at yourself and you're like, wow, like for a split second, I thought I couldn't do this and I've done it. Right. And that, that's awesome. That's what life's about. Absolutely. Constantly seeing what else you can overcome, seeing what else you can handle, just pushing yourself for those kinds of experiences to get the best out of what is to come. Yeah. hundred percent. Don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to, because what do you have to lose? Honestly, exactly. what do you have to lose? You tried. And if you fail and you, and if you want to go for it, you can keep trying, keep trying. Like there's, you'll get it eventually. Exactly. You really want it. That's like something to like when you go to a fight and sometimes um, I don't remember the girl's name right now, but we were at this tournament and just one of the girls I seen her at the corner. She was just really stressing herself out. It was, um, I believe it was bronze gloves. I believe it was bronze gloves. And she was just really stressing herself. So, you know, just like, Hey, what's going on? What's up? She's like, I'm really nervous about my fight. And I said, well, do you feel like you trained enough? And she's like, oh my God, like I put so much effort into my training. I did this, I did that. I'm like, well, that's great. And I was like, do you, like you made weight, like you, you were comfortable with your weight. She's like, yeah, I came in like a pound under. I'm like, that's great. And I was like, well, you put the work in. Why are you worried? And she's like, because I, I'm worried about losing, but you're here. You're going to walk into that ring anyways. You're yeah. going there anyways. So yeah, whether or not like, it doesn't like you put the work in nothing you stress about right now is going to change. Exactly. Anything. 
Exactly. You just got to go in there and give it a hundred percent and that's it. That's it. And Leave it on the table. You've done the work. Yeah. So, you know, it's either that person is more experienced than you or a better fighter than you. And that's okay too. Yeah. Go in there and do what you've, what you've been doing in the last five months or however long you've been training. Right. And I love that you talk to her. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, the female community right in the boxing is very small. So I think it's really good. Like even just, that's why I like to get everybody on here just for everybody to have that chance to share their experiences in the sport, because boxing, I think is very like, it's an understated sport for women. It really is. It it really is. And we need to create an alliance here and get some girls all together. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So now, of course, the looming question, COVID, how have you been during COVID? Like, have you been doing your own training? Like what's been going on? So, okay. So when this first, okay. So I, so the end of 2019, 2019 is when I like really, really like I think I fought over like 10 times that year, but I just like really went to town and just took yeah. anything I could and, you know, just wanted to get better. And then I told myself at the end of 2019 that I was going to take a break for my career. And then after when I had planned on fighting again, COVID hit. So I was like, okay. And the first little while, to be honest, I, you know, was eating just like bad food, pizza, was having wine. And I just felt so crummy about myself. And I was like, okay, I need to do something about this because I think I'm so used to like being in the fight scene that I've always had like a fight and like, I've been training and I'm focused on something. And for me, like when I'm not focused on something like, well, actually the old me, when I'm not focused on something, I would kind of get back into that little, like slump but um that's kind of what happened in the beginning of COVID and I was like okay something needs to happen um and I actually started this uh challenge it's called 75 hard well actually it's not a challenge it's a program it's from Andy Frisella it's it's very intense it's not for everyone obviously um but it it consists of two 45 minute workouts a day one has to be outside like has to be outside outdoors and one gallon of water 10 pages of an entrepreneur, like self-development book, a progress photo, um, stick oh. to like a meal, yeah, stick to a meal plan and uh, like no, no cheat meals. And is there anything else I'm missing? Um, no, I think that's it. So Wait, you, this? I didn't design it. No, it is this man named Annie Frisella. Oh, and I, I heard it in a podcast, like three years ago. And I've always told myself I wanted to do it, but I never actually thought I could do it. Cause it's like very challenging. Okay. Um, but when, when COVID hit, I was like, okay, this is my time. I need to like change who I am mentally. And this isn't like a physical fitness challenge because you do get physical results, but it's, it's for your mental toughness. Basically it's to make you do things that are uncomfortable to push you, to make you realize who you are. And it's been the best thing that's ever happened to me. And that's why I say this year with COVID and the pandemic, I've really just grown and like understood, understood what this is all about. I, uh, I'm actually on the second round this time. So I've done it the first time I completed it. I did it in March and I was done sometime in the summer. And then I took a break and then 
this past January, I started again. I'm on day 48. So congratulations. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. It's honestly, and it's so different this time around. I feel like, um, I've learned something new this time around. I, the first time I did it, I, I, um, was so eager to like eat junk food after and be like, Oh my God, I can't wait till day seven five. And I can finally have a cheat meal. And now this time around I'm on day 48 and I'm, and I'm just like, have the mindset now. It's like, no, if you want to be something great and if you want to do amazing things in this life, like you're, you're destined to do, to do, like, I feel like all of us have a calling in this life. Um, whether you believe it or not, it, I feel like everyone does. And I feel like now this second time around, it's like, no, like you're going to have to work like hard every single day of your life. If you really want to accomplish what you want to accomplish. I have no desire to go back to what I was doing before. I just really want to get after it every day and see, see where I can go. Really. That's awesome. (laughs) No, really like good for you. I love, I love hearing that. I love, I I can hear like just that I can hear like the fire, just like curling in your stomach, just like you're ready for this. And I I love that. (laughs) What is this called again? I'm glad it shows. It's called 75 hard. All right, guys, 75 hard. If you really want to challenge exactly <laughs> but, how Serena here just mentioned it, there you go. <laughs> so I, I suggest really, you like put yourself through something. It It's amazing. It's, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. And I've had a lot of hard fights. Yes. Um, and I have to say it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Like two workouts a day, one outside, gross. Like no one wants to do that. No one wants to do that. I don't want to do that. You know, I've had I've had really challenging uh, stuff happen in this past year with my family. Um, two of my cousins have passed away, and and I'm still complete. I still completed my day on those days. And this is the thing about the challenge: no one holds you accountable but you. No one knows if you if you do something. Only you, right? So if you cheat yourself, you know you cheat yourself. I can say, yeah, Scarlett, I've done two workouts a day but I'm lying, you know, and, and I tell you that I'm lying to myself. Right. So it's really teaches you about accountability and really mental toughness. And then you get so much confidence. And I truly believe that you get confidence through hard work. Confidence is not just given, you don't just get confidence by saying, I am, I'm a good fight. Like you talked about with that girl, you had asked her, have you been training? Yes. Okay. Then that's enough confidence for you to go in there and do what you need to do. Exactly. You're not, lying. You're not lying to yourself. You've done the work. Go do it. Exactly. Yeah. Show up. <laughs> yeah. Show That's up. It. Yeah. You've done the work. Go do it. Wow. Have My condolences, by the way, for your cousins. I know like I've been seeing some of your stuff, like uh, just for our audience to know you and I, we are connected. So mm-hmm. I, I have seen some of that stuff and my condolences. I know, like I was thinking like you've been going through a lot. So yeah. You know, yeah, and it's been it's been a lot, but I've really just remained positive and have taken something something out of it that I can implement in my life and who I am. Um, you know, like whether that's my cousin's traits that he has, like his his awesome traits that he had on this earth, his heart. If I can portray what he had and be 
in memory of that way like that that's kind of how I look at it right and I think any um unfortunate circumstance you have you have to see the positive you have to see something in it right and take that with you as you move forward absolutely and I think that I mean you know I didn't have the pleasure but I'm almost like well I am a hundred thousand percent positive that they are both very proud of you and I think that like what you're doing right now is amazing and I think that you're a wonderful role model to so many women out there so many women who come from the same background as you you are like you are a warrior as you call yourself (laughs) thank you Scarlett I appreciate that that is so sweet thank you no no it's the truth do you have anything right now that you like have a project going on? Do you have like um, something that's out there in the community? Because I think that like your journey and your stories, like even just talking to you, I think that like your words mean a lot to a lot of people out there. Do you have something going on right now? Um, nothing at the moment. I have been doing uh, an all women's boxing class that I started last year kind of in between the first COVID and the second one. Right. So I started that and, and it's been really awesome. And I have some really good plans for it coming. My classes in March. And I really just wanted to be um, a positive female that, that comes from almost like tough love, right? Uh, I want to build confidence in girls and I want them to realize what it's actually about. Um, you know, and it's, it's not just, it's not just being pretty. It's not just, you know, um, I'm trying to think of the right words, but having like that inner strength that like that, I don't want to swear on here, but you know, that, that badass, right. Um, we all have that in us, especially as females. And I really want to show that to the girls and, and hype them up and show them kind of what they're capable of and like the mental side of it. Right. And I had a really strong female when I first started boxing, who's taught me a lot. And it's, I I feel like it has shaped me into the fighter that I am today. Like, you know, like you talked about at the fight, like that, taking that humbleness and going up to you and talking to you, like that is something that she would have done. And I feel like that's trickled down to me. Right. So for me to have that experience with other females, I think is amazing. And that's kind of what I, I want to start with. Um, now moving forward, I mean, I'm sure there's some good things in store. They'll just have to come to light through time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. There's always something in store. The energy that you emit is what energy you're going to receive. I totally agree. Bringing light into a lot of people's lives. Like you said, like this woman that you speak of, what she gave you, you're already giving that to other people, even me, right? Like in my experience that like, that's something you gave to me. So you are emitting that light and that is going to open the pathway into that direction for yourself. And that's wonderful that you stay there. That's wonderful that you're consistently pushing yourself through all the adversities, through all the obstacles. Trust me, Serena, there's going to be a lot of amazing things coming your way. I don't need to be a psychic to know that. Yeah, I I do believe in manifesting. I do believe, you know, the law of attraction, what you put out there comes back, right? So you speak negative things and negative things come back to you. You speak yep. positive things, they come back. And that's just the matter of the truth. So that's why I really do 
kind of harp on on being positive and just believing that there are good things coming and believing in yourself and believing in the goodness of yourself and being a better person really absolutely do you have like any plans for the future not going forward whenever because I know everything is very uncertain right now with COVID but let's just say hypothetically um COVID disappeared and everything opened up tomorrow what would be your plans going forward I really want to fight. Um, That's kind of the first, the first step, obviously. I really just want to get better. I really just want to be good at what I do. I obviously have a passion for boxing and, and I think it would be amazing to actually get really good at it um, and have that kind of be like something that I am an expert in or, or really can give that to someone else. You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't want it to stop here, obviously. <clears throat> Opposed, like, I don't know if I would want to go as far as like the Olympics or if I wanted to go pro. I'm unsure of that right now, obviously, given um, my personal life and my career life. But I, all I know is that I do want to get better. It's never, boxing is never going to be out of my life, 100%. It's always going to be here, whether it's I'm going to be coaching or it's going to be my kids. It's going to be here. I really do believe that it's a great thing to have in people's lives um, for multiple reasons. And I just, I never want it to be gone. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I totally see that in you. And I'm really excited to see you in the future doing these kinds of things. I mean, I'm sure like if you're, I'm sure we're going to meet each other in the ring again. (laughs) I'm sure we're going to hug and kiss each other before and after the fight, regardless of whatever. And I'm really looking forward to, you know what? That's the thing too. I think that you and I can relate on this. It's not even just the fight, but I love sharing that experience with somebody like you because we both appreciate it as a sport. I don't think that like, I mean, I don't think that you look at me a certain way. I don't think that, you know, any of that animosity is coming into this ring. I think that going forward in these kind of competitions, we support each other just as much as we're supporting ourselves. And I think that that's where that strength comes from. And that's where greatness happens. That's a really good point. And I think that is, is so, so true. Like, and I think it's shown, I think, I think the fact that you can fight someone and then have a very in-depth conversation like this, you know, going to competitive state where, you know, we're both there to win. And then we can step out of that ring and then talk like this. Like yes. how, how amazing is that? You Absolutely. know, like just that in itself, I think says a lot. And it just goes to show what the sport's about. And especially with exactly. getting these females together, like we all do truly want to see each other succeed. And obviously there can only be one winner. And I think at the end of the day, like if you won nationals, if you got gold at nationals, I would be ecstatic for you I'd be happy and for vice you. versa I'm gonna put that vice versa. Versa. you'd feel the same way for me and that is just what it's about right like yeah. this has been such a beautiful conversation I'm <laughs> happy that we had this and I'm yeah. so happy that everybody's gonna see this this is so important for people to see this side of boxing so much is projected out there the fights the the trilogies all like the drama and this and that but really when it comes down to it, especially like as we're emphasizing, especially for women, this is where it means something. This is where the depth comes in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's just so much more behind it than just 
getting in there and, and fighting with someone, right? Like it just has so so much story to tell. And exactly. and to be able to talk like this about it with someone who gets it and who's a female is is awesome. It's really good. Thank you so much. And I'm so happy that we had this. Do you have anything that you want to tell everybody out there? Any last words? Um, maybe just emphasize on don't be afraid to fail, right? And get out there and try new things and get out of your comfort zone and you'll be more surprised with yourself and what you can accomplish if you really want to. Exactly. No pressure, no diamond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Can I get them up for me? Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, everybody, there you have it. Serena, she warrior. Thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully we'll have you again on the show in the future. Maybe when COVID's over and we can talk about everything that's been happening yeah. then. <laughs> Thank you so Better much, be. Serena. Thank you so much, Scarlett. Nice chatting with you. Nice chatting with you. Please stay tuned, everybody, for next week's episode on The Female